Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network as we're in the middle of Super Bowl week and we've got you covered on that front. Check out all the content we've got breaking down the game in different aspects. Um, reminder to subscribe, like, share, and particularly share and let other people know about what we're doing on the Landry Football Podcast Network. We've got even more detailed film and breakdowns on the college game, the pro game over at LandryFootball.com, free agency, the draft. Uh, college football, recruiting, transfer portal. We've got it all at LandryFootball.com, so check it out. Wanted to, because as we get the Super Bowl in the rearview mirror next week, I want to get you prepared for the beginning, and it's going to be about four weeks. But as we get into getting ready to go to the combine, it's going to be quickly the start of the new league year. And the first thing that's going to come up is the franchise tag and we're going to go through who might be franchise tag candidates for teams. Not very few of them, probably going to be just a handful of them at most. But we'll go through potential candidates and also give you some numbers and see where things might play out there. So let's get into it. We Certainly, uh, the guys that jump out is, to me, Lamar Jackson, um, franchise tag there, Deron Payne of the Washington Commanders. But let's look at some of the numbers. So the 2023 values for the non-exclusive franchise tenders at each position uh, are for a quarterback, 32.4 million transition tag, 29.5. Um, linebacker, 20.9 for the franchise, 17.4 for the transition. Wide receiver, 19.7, 17.9 transition. Defensive end, 19.72. Uh, transition 17.4 defensive tackle 18.9 uh, 16.0 transition offensive line which I am going to beat the drum here it should be separation between tackles and guards but tackles uh, and interior guys but it's not it's offensive linemen they put them all in a pot 18.2 is the franchise tag 16.6 is six is the transition tag corners 18.1 million for the franchise, 15.7 transition. Safeties, 14.4 um, and 11.8 in the transition. Tight ends, big one, 11.3. Transition, 9.7. Running backs, 10 million and 8 million, 8.4 for the transition. Special teamers, 5.3. Um, franchise, 4.8 transition. So let's go through some things that may be intriguing to follow. <clears throat> with Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, a potential franchise tag candidate, it's worth mentioning that the exclusive franchise tag, which does not allow a player to negotiate and sign an offer sheet with another team. So remember, if you put the franchise tag, people think, well, they're untouchable. They're not. It's just that most people don't touch somebody's transi uh, transition tag guy because it comes at a great cost. But if you're talking about a Lamar Jackson, I don't think the Ravens are going to put the franchise tag on him. I think they'll put the exclusive right franchise tag, which does not allow a player to negotiate and sign an offer sheet with another team. The exclusive tag is used, and the calculation is different from the non-exclusive, and it's subject to change until April 21st. Um, as of today, the exclusive tag at quarterback will probably be around $45 million. 
And the thing you have to understand about that is that would give you two first round picks. Um, it's something that I think um, they would look at if they can, can get a long-term deal done, essentially rent him for 45 million for a year in order to try to get him to a long-term deal and maybe see and test. Can he stay healthy? If they've got any reservations about him, either move on by getting someone in the future and having him play one year under the franchise tag or, you know, extend the opportunity to get a long-term deal done. Eight players were franchise tagged during the 2022 offseason, and 30 have been tagged over the last three years combined. Now, half of those eight went on to sign multi-year extensions before the July 15 deadline, while the other four played this season on the tag. Jesse Bates, the safety for the Bengals. Um, uh, Dalton Schultz, the tight end for the Cowboys. Um, the Chiefs with Orlando Brown. Junior in, in Miami with Mike Jacecki. People might say, well, why would you put a tag on a tight end? Well, the tight end number is pretty favorable. 11.3. Again, you rent the player. He's a good player. You feel you got a good team. You don't want to lose him, but you don't want to commit to him long-term. It's a good way to do it. So there's some obvious candidates this year. Um, we'll look at maybe some options for teams. Um, you, you know, um, if you're looking at it, Arizona, Zach Allen, the defensive tackle, impressive contract year on a shaky Cardinal defense, and the franchise tag would be rich. But he'd be the guy if they were going to consider it on anyone. I'm not sure that they would. Um, he had 35 quarterback pressures through week 14, but was knocked out for the rest of the year. I think um, they would consider it, but it's – not likely. For the Falcons, would they put the tag on Caleb McGarry? Outstanding run blocker in a run blocking scheme. They've recently extended Jake Matthews. They're going to have to earmark major money for um, their other, you know, uh, first round pick that year, Chris Lindstrom in the near future. Uh, what could have been a 13.2 fifth year option uh, now uh, will have to be five million more than that, or he'll test the open market. So it's something that they would consider. He's an elite run blocker in a team that is trying to build, and you're getting deep enough now. It's not not first year anymore for this coach and this general manager. If they take a step back, that factors in some of these decisions. Not saying this is what teams should do, but these are some of the considerations. Baltimore, we've gone through it with Lamar Jackson. Exclusive right tender if he can't get him done. What about Buffalo with Tremaine Edmonds? Um, now, because linebacker designations includes outside backers who are predominantly edge rushers, the number here exceeds the average annual of the highest paid off the ball linebacker. Roquan Smith at 20 million. Um, Edmonds is coming off a career year and it's looking like that. Um, he's the guy that they traded up in the first round for. <clears throat> they, they're going to make it challenging to let him walk. Um, but it would be very difficult to lose him. And that might be somebody that uh, they would consider putting the tag on. Uh, Cincinnati, Jesse Bates, would they do it again? Did not have the best season. I don't think they would go in that direction. Ton of players who need new contracts. Um, we've got to see where they go and likely use the tag. Same with the Cowboys with Dalton Schultz. Um, his importance is big. They need to get a long-term deal. Remember, 
putting the tag on them again, it's going to cost even more than what the tag number is because they would put the double tag on them. Um, he's been a very valuable player. Uh, he's probably more valuable for Dallas than he is on the open market. I think they need to come up with a deal. Um, he, Tony Pollard, are the two options that they would maybe consider if they're going to use it. Denver, maybe Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle. He is a really good player. There's some, some concerns in the run defense. He's a top 20 guy in quarterback pressures for the interior. Really good player. Might consider it uh, if they can't get one done. Jacksonville, Evan Ingram. Uh, the tag number is pretty low. Really good player. He played on a one-year $9 million deal. That wasn't all that far off from the tight end tag. So do you want to commit to him long-term on a long-term deal? Or do you want to tag him for a pretty um, fair price for it? Depends. What are you going to do with Juwan Taylor? They franchise tagged Cam Robinson last offseason before agreeing to a term on an extension. They might. Um, now they've got Walker Little in fold. They've got options. So would they use it? It would likely be for one of those two. Kansas City, don't know that they would put the tag again on Orlando Brown. Uh, got off to a slow start, but he closed out the regular season well. Um, he did not like the tag, would not work well if they tagged him again, <clears throat> but they're in a position to where if a guy like this can't be replaced and they wanted to rent them for a, another year, this is a team obviously that's competing for titles every season long. Would the Raiders put the tag on Josh Jacobs? Possibility. Uh, he's their best offensive player. And do you want to do what Dallas did and, and put the money for Zeke? That wasn't smart. I don't think he's going to want to break the bank. I think you have to look at it. Uh, they declined the fifth-year option at about eight, um, $8.3 million. That was a mistake. Now, they've got to figure out the quarterback situation. But here's the thing. He's an outstanding running back, but you've got to figure that you got to rent these backs because – you don't want to go long-term with a back. I think if you can get the right pieces together, renting him for a year at the, the – he's not 10 million. So renting him for the tag number that uh, that is, you know, I think pretty reasonable at 10.09 million makes a lot of sense there if they would uh, go that direction. Um, how about the Patriots? Would they put a tag on Jacoby Myers? Uh, they won't use a nearly $20 million franchise tag here. Um, I can tell you. But they want to see if they can do a tag and trade. That's what they tend to do with guys like this. Tag them, trade them, uh, make some sense. Somebody can get, uh, get some value out of them. It's a way to get something in return for them. So strategically is the only reason why I'm putting them in this list. With the Giants, tag Daniel Jones. Uh, they're trying to get a long-term deal with them, uh, with uh, Jones or Shoikwan Barkley. So the other guy can be used as a tag. It would make sense that they can get a deal done with Daniel Jones. Can they get a deal done that is commensurate of what Daniel Jones is? Not one of the elite quarterbacks in the league, but a very good one. If they can, then it gives them an opportunity to go and rent Saquon Barkley for a year. And that makes all the sense. $10.10 million is the tag number for the running back. 32.4 for the quarterback. Cap room, again, a lot more difficult. But are you committed to Daniel Jones? Do you believe in Daniel Jones? What are your other options? 
some tough decisions for the Giants to make here. Philadelphia, what about Jerron Hargrave? Uh, Going to be 30 years old. It's an older franchise tag recipient, but this is a good team. They might be going for two in a row or might be trying to get back to the Super Bowl. Again, got a really high quarterback pressure rate. He had a really good season. Um, you know, so that's a consideration because they don't want to lose a key piece uh, and they don't want to do a long-term deal, I wouldn't think, for Javon Hargrave. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who the team traded for before the year, is also a potential candidate at a $14.4 million tag. For the Niners, how about Mike McGlinchey? Uh, it would be an 18.2 tag number. They got a lot of big deals already on the books. More are coming up. Uh, Nick Bosa in particular. McGlinchey had a solid year, but, um, you know, certainly struggled against Hassan Reddick. That's going to be something that they'd look at and probably wonder about do we want to go long-term here or draft a young replacement and put the tag on them. Again, the Niners are contenders. <coughs> Excuse me. Really good player here. Again, it seems like, well, that's a lot of money for what it's for one year getting tied up long-term on a long-term deal that a guy, that's a guy that you might feel like you can replace in a year, something to consider. He's among the league's best run blockers. He's got good moment, uh, movement and ability in space. Um, but certainly, in that outside zone rushing attack, he has great value. But he is maybe not someone you want to commit the big money to because of pass protection, vulnerabilities there. Going to be interesting to see what they do. Seattle, Geno Smith, what do you do there? Now, here's difficulty. You might cringe and say, I'm not putting a 32.4 tag number on Geno Smith. And you would be right and sensible in that decision. But then the other option is what? Do a long-term deal for Geno that's going to tie up even more money over a longer period? Do you do that? Or um, do you say, you know what? He was good, but we're going to go and find somebody else. I, this is a team that you know certainly was in that mix um, all year long, stayed in the playoff race all year long. And, you know, it, again, Getting a deal done with Geno Smith makes all the sense in the world, as long as you can get it in the range of which he is worth. I would try to make a deal with him that gives him some real good short-term money and allow him to have another bite at the apple maybe in a couple of years. So maybe a three-year deal, maybe a two-year with an option that doesn't tie you to him long-term, but allows you a chance if he puts together another good year and you want to go forward with him, then so be it. Have at it. Get a long-term deal done. But this gives you some wiggle room. I don't know that 32.4 tag number is where you want to go for one year, particularly since I don't think this Seattle team is good enough to fit all the pieces around Geno and with a 32.4 tag number. Tampa. Would they put the tag on Jamal Dean? Um, they're in an interesting position. They've got some young talent at various spots. Um, and it's going to be a retooling of this team. Um, you're talking about one of the better cover corners in the league. In the category with Jair Alexander, Jalen Ramsey, Sauce Gardner, uh, he's very, very good. Um, 
<clears throat> now, there's times where he's been a little in and out of the doghouse with the head coach. Uh, they like to play more man coverage, and he might be a better fit somewhere else. So do they decide we're going to move on and let him walk, or do they want to see if they can take him into another year and try to get a long-term deal, punt the decision? Probably depends on where they think this team is and what they're able to do on the offensive side, obviously a quarterback. But Jamal Dean is a a player that's worth the tag number if you can't get a long-term deal done. But is it worth it for them? That's a fair point is they're retooling. Uh, how about the Titans and David Long, the linebacker? He had a really good season. Um, I think the tag number at 20.9 is too rich. He's a good player. Uh, they played their top you know, paid edge rushers, the top the uh, safeties, Jeffrey Simmons is going to cash in soon. Um, you know, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see where this goes. I don't think so. He, he's the type of splash play that brings a lot of value, but I think you need to get a deal done with him. I'm not putting the tag on him if I'm Tennessee. And we've kind of alluded to it, Deron Payne. Um, he is going to be, you know, first of all, Lamar Jackson's not going to hit free agency. Um, I think he'll be traded if anything, if he changes teams. The best guy on the open market, if he hits it, and I don't think he will, would be Deron Payne. Um, he's played the most snaps of any interior defender over the past three years. Third most since the rookie season, his rookie season in eighteen. He picked a great year to head, career highs and pressures, 49, sacks 11, double that of his prior season. The only reason the franchise tag, you know, um, isn't more of a certainty is that they've already extended Jonathan Allen. They have two young players in Montez Sweat and Chase Young um, on the edge. They're going to have to get those deals done. They need to get this deal done with this guy. This guy is elite. This guy can help that team take the next step. Now they've got work to do on the other side of the ball, no question, but Deron Payne's outstanding. And he would be, he would break the bank if he hit the open market, which is why I think they would use the tag rather than let him walk. Those are some thoughts there. So those guys that I'm not saying they're all going to get the tag. In fact, again, very few will, but those are some candidates uh, depending on some, uh, some other contract deals. Here's the thing about it is, we have post-Super Bowl four weeks before the start of the league year. So there's still time to redo contracts, to create cap room, to allow some of these guys that are impending free agents to be re-signed so that they don't hit the free agent market. So we're talking potential tags now, but there may be no need for that if, we, as we said, you get a deal done prior to the start of the league year. You don't get a deal done prior to the start of the league year. You got to put the tag on them or else uh, some of these guys clearly are going to be gone. Some food for thought. It's early, but this is kind of where we're headed after the Super Bowl. Looking ahead to the free agent market, to the draft market in the NFL, certainly breaking down the college game, uh, transfer portal, recruiting, uh, getting ready for next season, spring ball right around the corner. Lots going on in the world of football, which is why you want to jump on board LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. Over 50% discount will get you the best information from a coaching and scouting perspective on the game of college football and the NFL. 
a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network so you can get all of our football shows. We appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you next time as we break down more in the game of football.